0: Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Monkin', the only monk podcast that spends 100% of its time focusing on not funkin' around. I'm your co-host, Jake Christie, joined as always by my co-host, Andre Rura. Andre, Harrio. Hey, Jake. I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, we're here to talk about, um, you know, uh, uh, definitely one of the uh, more salacious episodes of Monk. Uh, one that gets yeah. a little risque at times. Mr Monk meets the playboy. Um first and foremost before we wa- before you watch the episode what did you what, what did you expect going in?
1: Um no it's about what i expected to be honest. Yeah, makes sense to me. Okay, I'm glad. The, the I mean, I when i first saw like the preview or like that what it was going to be called, mm-hmm. i just said, "Okay, uh you know this could be anything i thought it'd just be like a regular womanizer guy but like literally
0: they went the whole way with the commitment to like the whole playboy ripoff thing yeah um and to be frank i, I like that i like that they decided to do that because um, i think it is uh a definitely an interesting place to set an episode of murder mystery um now personally i like this episode quite a bit i think it's a lot of fun um and i like a lot of the the elements of it um However, I think that it is fair to say that it has not aged great. What was your take on the episode?
1: Um. Okay, I don't know. Well, be, besides that, what I think you're getting at, um, I actually thought the color in this episode was really, like, I don't know. It, it was really off. Like, it seemed super saturated or, like, I don't know. Maybe it's my TV. Okay, but yeah, maybe it's your TV because fa- it looked fine to me. <laughs> okay, um, and, like, uh, like, the fashion choices and... And some of the stuff Disher does, it's just it's pretty okay, interesting. Great. Yeah. The yeah. um,
0: disher is the main thing I'm talking about when I say that this episode has an age grade.
1: Okay, yeah. It's not the best. I ha- I have the but, phrase I Disher
0: mean, needs to get canceled in my notes three different times.
1: Yeah, no, obviously. And uh yeah, well, we'll we'll get to that later, but aside from that, it was like a totally good it was a good episode. I enjoyed uh, the the murder again. Yes. It was a good one. The
0: murders that it it's a, it's a good murder. Um, but yeah, so basically, um, Dexter, what's his last name? Uh, I forgot to write it down. Larson. Dexter Larson, uh, just to set the scene, is Hugh Hefner fexantly. Um, he's younger than Hugh Hefner, which is nice, because it'd be really creepy. Like, even though it was creepy in real life, to Hugh Hefner with, like, 20-year-olds when he's, like, 80, it's a little more palatable when it's, like, a 50-year-old, uh, just, (laughs) in terms of visually, um,
1: yeah, absolutely. You just, you don't, you hate it that it had to be uh, your boy Gary Cole.
0: Yeah, Gary Cole. I just want to say, I think a reason why I like this episode is I think Gary Cole owns and everything he's in, but I think that he really is, like, uh, perfectly cast in this, in that, like, you totally buy him as this sleazy of a guy, and it doesn't feel um, fake. It doesn't feel like he's doing a caricature of that type of sleazeball. It's like, oh, no, this guy just is as... It, 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 it even when it gives the turn where you find out that like this was, was an electronics magazine and he was a nerd but then like, he kind of basically parlayed that into being a cool playboy that also was like yeah of course that fully tracks with him because it's not like gary cole was a dro- drop dead handsome guy it's like oh yeah this guy was just a loser and he happened to stumble into being uh a sex magnet
1: yeah. Um, luckily, like I've had plenty of. I mean, because obviously, you know that Gary Cole's been like almost everything, mm-hmm. so you get a, like a brief sprinkling of every kind of role you can imagine that I've seen him in. Um, but yeah, this is the first time I kind of saw him just be like a straight up dick mm-hmm. uh, be, uh, since Pineapple Express. That's true. Because I think he was also a jerk off in that. He is. Um, so yeah, but it was it was always it's nice to see him. I love. When there's guest stars, especially people that I actually know, because mm-hmm. I didn't know who the hell the guy from Wings was or whatever.
0: Um, T- but yeah, it was great. shots fired at Tim Daly once again. Anyway, the yeah, way I the know. episode starts is, uh, you know, um, Dexter Larson is he's in the Sapphire Mansion. He's got two women by side. They're talking about the cover. Yeah,
1: that's what it's called. That's what it's called. By the way, it's the called Sapphire, Sapphire, Sapphire Magazine. magazine yeah. And they they live at the or he lives at the Sapphire <laughs> Mansion.
0: I love how legally they can call it Mister Monk Meets the Playboy. Like that's okay, but it can't be Playboy Magazine.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I think they skirted around it by like not saying Hugh Hefner. Well oh, no, of course, or yeah, that's not my point. Saying just Playboy. Well, yeah, because
0: yeah, yeah. because like Playboy as a term is not co- it's not copyright because it's just a term, but you can't call the magazine Playboy because Playboy Magazine is copyright. But anyway, um, right, this guy Elliot in a suit comes in and he's to talk to dexter and dexter obviously does not like this guy because dexter's in like a robe and elliot's in a suit and they don't like each other um and what does elliot have to talk about
1: uh yeah so this guy elliot he's like the accountant for like i guess the holding company that owns sapphire magazine and basically he's here to uh cut the cord uh basically the internet has been running Magazine, the whole print industry in general, uh, especially you know, nudie mags. Extinction. I mean, yeah, yeah, especially that. Um, of course. Uh, so he's here to deliver the bad news that the ride's over, the dream is over. He's he's pulling the plug.
0: Yes, and Dexter is like, you know, hey, we're having our anniversary party tonight. Can you keep this quiet until uh, until Monday morning? You know, don't want this leaking out and ruining spirits or whatever. And Elliot, of course, like an idiot, says yes. Um, because, you know, you know the moment that a character asks someone to keep a lid on something until, like, the weekend. There's a 100% chance they're getting murdered. Like, they're getting... they're, they're not, Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's also zero chance that that guy hadn't told anybody his decision.
0: Yeah, also, a, th- a big plot hole with this episode is, like, if their sapphire magazine is losing so much money that... Elliot wants to shut them down effective immediately whoever takes his position next is gonna look at the books and come to the same conclusion <laughs> It's not right. like it was his own personal yeah. like he's just an accountant um right yeah
1: right it was nothing personal
0: no technically no um, then we cut to uh, Elliot working out and uh, you know getting a good sweat in hmm <sighs> Yeah. Excuse me. I was yawning, and I was hoping you would say something, but then I realized I didn't leave you any place. No, but he. But
1: he okay, okay, but he also okay. Right before like that whole scene cuts off. Previously, uh, what's it called? Dexter says that he wants he's going out with a bang. If anything, and uh, it's like very much right there. You, you, your your antennas go up.
0: Yes, you know that Elliot's gonna die, um, and so yes. he's working out. And then eventually he gets to his. Uh, He's going to do some bench presses, and he gets a phone call, and, oh, what well, do you know, it's Dexter, and, uh, you know, they're talking, and Dexter wants to know if he's shared the info with anyone, and the answer's no, and they're going back and forth, um, and then what happens?
1: Well, he makes it a point to ask him if he's sure that he wants to shut down the magazine, mm-hmm. and, Dex- and uh, you know, uh, Elliot says yes, that that's not going to change, and basically that it's over and is it it, it's during the phone call right yep he didn't hang up no yeah so all of a sudden like yeah he's like doing his bench presses while he's talking him and it ends up like i guess getting too heavy for him and it like drives it at his like uh his windpipe and basically
0: suffocates crushes his throat Mm -hmm. so and he's dead so knowing what the solution is when i was watching it this time i'm like oh that makes it's pretty obvious that it's not just him dropping it when you were watching it what did you think happened
1: well, okay. At first, at first, I was like, okay, he just said I'm going out with a bang, so there's definitely gonna be a bomb, and I was mm-hmm. just gonna like be a little bummed out because there's been a lot of bombs on this show, mm-hmm. like, right? There's been a lot.
0: Uh, last episode. Or it, or but am I just thinking of one? You're just thinking of last episode, I think.
1: Damn. Okay. Well, it's fresh in the mind. Yeah. So back-to-back episodes. Regardless, whatever. So, but like, there's like this weird noise that happens when, well, when the the barbell is, like, coming down on his neck. So I thought that there was, like, some weird way of somehow increasing the weight mm-hmm. on it through, like... I have no idea, but I don't know how physics works, so yeah. I'm not going to pretend. Um, but, yeah, I, I aside from that, I, I didn't know. Um, later on, I kind of get the whole feeling about a magnet, mm-hmm. but um, it's not until later on.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so then we cut to Monk is in his apartment, and the walls and floors are littered with newspapers. Is Monk painting his walls? No, he's not. He's getting a haircut. Now he's yeah, having an experience—a
1: horrible experience. Yeah,
0: he's having an experience a lot of us has had during quarantine, where he's getting his haircut uh, by someone who's not a professional hairdresser, because apparently every that time I... he goes to the barber, the it's closed, and um, he can't figure out why.
1: He took a page out of Doctor Kroger's book. As soon as he sees him coming, they're ducking him.
0: Yes, I can't imagine an experience more miserable. Than trying to cut Adrian monk's hair,
1: I could think of one that's similar uh, like going to the tailor
0: oh right that's true. Oh basically any person in the service industry who has to deal with Adrian monk is having a miserable experience, I think it's fair to say
1: ooh ooh or if you went to like a I don't know which if you had those in Florida but like those uh those mall candy shops, sweet factory
0: hmm those exist all over the place um I don't know if I ever went those to things one,
1: where but... they weigh your candy
0: right yes. Um,
1: yeah, alright,
0: yes. moving on. Anywhere it would be miserable, but this haircut's actually not important. What is important is that Sharona gets a call, and uh, they have a case, and we later figure out that that is the case of Elliot's murder. Um, so, we cut to, they're in his apartment, and his assistant is showing them out, and they eventually get into the crime scene. Um, there's a small bit about Monk seeing a sign at a hotel five blocks away that's misspelled, and he's like sure is like uh do you want me to add do you want to go down and ask him to change it and monk says no but we could call them but other than that nothing really happens but then they go into uh right. into the uh workout room and i lo- i really like all the details How everything's a little off
1: yeah i didn't even put that together i knew well he mentions the clock being 40 minutes slow. Um... But that's about it. I didn't notice all the other things. Yeah,
0: because basically the other thing that's basically that everything in the room, is kind of being pulled to the center. Like all the metal on like his desk is at the edge of the desk, pointing in one direction. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think that the, and like the flop. There's a floppy disk um, in his bag that is completely wiped. Um, I, right. I, I think that I think it's just all those details are really cool. I mean, the clock thing yes. is really cool because that's something you wouldn't think about is how. Um, a analog clock. If you would put a magnet under it, it would immediately go to uh, to what's uh, six thirty, because um, well, is that what well, it is? I think around. I don't know if necessarily six thirty exactly, but like around six thirty, right? Yeah, because you would pull it down, and the minute hand right. and the hour hand down, okay. or six thirty, yeah. um, and yeah, uh, and then. There's a, a bit that I think is a bit tedious where uh, Monk learns that there's a profile of Elliot in a Sapphire magazine. And um, h- how does Monk uh, – how does he fare in reading that magazine?
1: Yeah, he, he, he can't read the nudie magazine, not even for like uh, – you know, as part of an investigation. As we Which, discussed before, you know, looking, Monk
0: is not he's, – yeah. he's not comfortable with the human form
1: you think he's like a never nude
0: yes i do um okay yeah uh, now there are do- there are hey, there are dozens of them so that includes at least uh and, and it also includes adrian monk um and so it's safe to say they do we then go to the captain's office and the captain's like it was clearly you know an accident this isn't a case stop you know chasing windmills yada 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 whatever the captain says but they quickly change their tune, and why is that?
1: Uh, because they find out that Monk and Sharona are headed back to the Sapphire Mansion to, you know, follow up on some things. So obviously, Disher uh, is super interested in going because uh, mm-hmm. he's never been. Mm-hmm. Stott at first, Sawdol at first is, uh, you know, kind of acting cool about it, like whatever, it's no big deal. And then he expresses some interest in going, and like he says that hilarious headline. When Trona asked him if he's coming too, I think, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm married. I'm not dead." Uh-huh. And, uh huh. I- and I do like classic Leland. Uh, yeah,
0: I do like that he says he went there before. And uh, she asks, uh, right, does right. your wife know?" And he said, "Yes, I told her in like in couples therapy um, during like a truth-telling right. exercise."
1: <laughs> right at the Red Roof Inn or something. No,
0: yeah, no, the, the, he because he apparently... The, the joke is that he apparently gets kicked out of his house so often that he categorizes the times by what hotel he stayed at. Oh,
1: before they did the lobby and before they, they renovated the lobby.
0: Exactly. So it was when he was at the Red Roof Inn before they okay. renovated the lobby that time that Karen kicked him out. Um, See? Something See, tells being older
1: me— doesn't, yeah. Being older doesn't make you necessarily wiser.
0: Yes, yeah, something— I didn't catch that joke at all. Uh, I, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I was able to— uh, It also goes to show that something tells me that uh, as sweet as the ending of Mr. Bunk and the very very old man was, that uh, marriage is probably not that functional. Um, Yeah, but so so they drive up to the mansion and um, they you know get into the foyer and Bunk is just so deeply uncomfortable. It's just women in bikinis is driving him. He's just he's not a good place.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, he cannot keep it fucking cool at all, right? Which is just, ugh, God, enough. And but speaking but of people who can't keep it cool, want...
0: though, ra- this is where Randy really starts his cancelable behavior. He's really just acting just, like, truly gross. Um, uh-huh. Where he, t- he takes on f- f- takes photos of women's asses as they're not looking and they're walking away. <laughs> you know what? I must have been writing something down because I didn't even see that. Yeah, he does do that, um, but just, like, that ugh. definitely is not aged well. Um
1: no no it's not That's horrible also we didn't mention that wait did we mention that he bailed on going to lunch with his wife
0: oh right yeah yeah leland had to cancel um going to lunch with karen once again super so functional man go so
1: yeah so you can go to the sapphire mansion and just like get away with pg-13 nudity like at least make it worth it Exca-
0: exactly if you're going to abandon lunch with your wife get fucked no um <laughs> 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 sorry um. So Dexter ends up rolling down, looking <laughs> cool as ever. You know, the thing is, he's a slime ball, but anyone who comes into a room and immediately starts talking about how their cigars are from Cuba, like, that's cool. Like, it always is right. cool.
1: <laughs> For sure. But also, uh, we forgot that right before that, right. Uh, Disher points out that. Uh, apparently, that magazine, Sapphire Magazine, used to be an el- electronics magazine. Yes. Uh, so, so, basically, Dexter was a humongous dork before all of these, you know, things... Before he stripped away all the electronics, or, el- yeah, all that stuff, and then just added chicks scantily clad and, obviously, more
0: on the inside. Yeah, because, basically, the whole thing was that they, re- they the business model really kicked out because he had, like, I think it was, like, Transistor Girl was... Um, a mascot that they had where it's a woman in a bikini holding up uh, electronics. Um, right. Which, the thing is, like, that's not the story of how Playboy got started, but if you told me it was, i believe you. Like, <laughs> that is a pretty believable yes. story of how, uh, you know, um, you know, like, hey, people forget Nintendo started out making uh, playing cards, so, you know, things change. Is that true? That is 100% true. Um, isn't it, okay, I'm not 100% sure about that, but I'm, like, 90% sure about it. Um, and so... They asked Dexter uh, where he was um, on uh, on the night, uh, I mean, for, during the, for the morning of the murder. And he, of course, you already know where the answer is going to be. Where was he? Uh, he was in bed, being a total Mac Daddy and all that. I mean, I haven't heard the phrase Mac Daddy since Tiger Woods described himself as Mac Daddy Santa. Um, so I appreciate that. He did that. Oh, uh, Google! Right now, Google Mac that da- Tiger Woods Mac Daddy Santa, and I'll keep talking. Um, well, now
1: I don't want to do that. No, it's not bad. I don't it's not Tiger bad. Woods.
0: It's not bad. Um, it's funny, um, but uh, okay. he. Uh, so he, you know, he of course is like, I was with so and so. Wait, no, that was uh, that was Friday. I was with so and so. No, yeah. that was also Friday. So this guy's basically like, I get so much ass, y'all can't touch me, um, and he's right on that count. <sighs> Yeah, Did you just see Mac Daddy Santa, or are you sighing for another reason?
1: No, I'm just sighing because he's doing that typical, like, oh, yeah, I don't know, I've lost track of, like, yeah. his Wilt Chamberlain act.
0: Yes. The difference in Wilt, for Wilt Chamberlain, obviously, is that Wilt Chamberlain didn't have to build a mansion in order to do it. He did it all natural. Um, I remember right. that uh, my fifth-grade teacher told me a story where he said he was in an elevator with Wilt Chamberlain, and he kept looking up at him because this is my fifth-grade teacher was a kid, and he said... Um, that his, Will Chamberlain's hands were, like, full of something. He had, like, his hands, like, clenched, and he was holding something, and he, oh well, God. Chamberlain said to my teacher, um, kid, I'd shake your hand, but my hands are full of quarters. So. <laughs> oh, I thought it was gonna be, like, condoms nope. or something. He you just hold bunch onto quarters. <laughs> which is a story, I don't uh, know if that's true, but it's strange enough where it's like, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, so. They, why would you make that up? I yeah. know. So they go up to, uh, Dexter's bedroom, which is very nice. It's not, like, Shaq's gigantic bed nice, but um, it's... Uh, right. And this is another place where Randy just needs to get canceled, where Randy starts playing with Dexter's bed like he's four. Like, what is up?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you gotta get those jokes out, I guess. Yes.
0: Um, and basically monk is like you know so you're up here all morning um you have an alibi and he does it was amber so they're getting amber um right uh who is i think she was like miss april or she was miss something she wasn't miss march because i would have thought about that movie but um uh but um am i missing anything before amber comes up um, or does is, is, is that, is that happen next? I, I watched the episode yesterday. So. No, 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 no. That's basically it. That's basically it. But uh, they just like mentioned detail.
1: Well, basically, he's laying out his alibi. He yeah. says something about like how they spent the night together, uh, the whole night, and they woke up to the sunrise. Well, no, she um, says the
0: sunrise, and then Monk is like, right whoa, 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 to whoa, which whoa, yeah. this window faces west. Um,
1: yeah, there's no way you could have seen that. And then you know that's when Dexter comes in and like tr- starts the cleaning it up. And then he mentions also that he found her earring, which is strange because Monk notices—well, he does not say it then, but he, he notices that her ears are not pierced.
0: Which I which just want to
1: say— it like, seems, like, really crazy to me.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it is strange for an adult woman, especially—not to stereotype, a woman who's like, poses naked, like, who's, like, a sex symbol, to not have
1: Right, uh, right, right, exactly.
0: Ears. Like, I don't know if I know any grown women who don't have pierced ears. Um...
1: Yeah, no, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to like quite get there, but yeah, that makes sense now that I'm thinking about it. Like with just the whole like, uh, you know, Playboy or whatever. Sapphire no, but I think just generally, video. like,
0: I just don't know outside yeah, yeah, of that. Yeah. I don't know anyone who wrote pierced ears, um, or at least at some point. So anyway, yeah. um, interesting stuff. Amber, uh, yeah, she doesn't have pierced ears, but also there's a great bit where Monk asks, uh, about what w- what is what does Dexter have in his room. Um, that monk inquires about.
1: Oh yeah, he uh, he has like uh, he's freaking out because he has a mirror on the top of his bed. You well, like a mirror on the ceiling? Of, yeah, I guess on the ceiling. Yeah, um, which I mean, come on, man. There's only one reason you need that. I know, Don't but I, so I think is
0: I like how he asked, the monk asks that, and immediately Shira's like, "Don't." Ask. Oh, no, I think it's like, I forget who says, "Don't ask." Um, yeah. And uh, you know, monk wants to keep asking questions, but um, Dexter's like, you know, I have a tea time. That I need to get to. And first, Randy's like, I play golf. And Stomar, thank God, is a responsible adult. And is like, you're still on duty. What the hell are you doing? But. Right. Sharona, she's like, well, I mean, Monk's like, you know, he doesn't play golf. But Sharona does. Um, And uh, then they go golfing.
1: Apparently. Yeah, apparently. But, like, okay. So he calls her. He keeps calling her a duff. A duffer. What the hell is that?
0: I honestly don't know. And I didn't want to look it up. Because I didn't want to be grossed out. Say
1: it. well, I don't think he would say anything gross. That's like fair. That, would he?
0: No, probably not. Uh, oh, oh wait, you mean monk? Sorry, I was yeah, right, right, right. Um, a duff, yeah. I, I, honestly don't know. I forget what it means. Um, I, I, sorry, I didn't look it up. I am misconstruing what you meant. Um, because I mostly focus on the fact that somehow Sharona.
1: Oh, okay. What? Duffer is a person inexperienced at something, especially at playing golf.
0: Okay. Great. Yeah. So. All right inexplicably Sharona has a full set of golf clothes just on hand um
1: uh-huh not yep. clear
0: how but uh when they get down to golf it's a foursome where it's Dexter Larson some random uh like fake golfer and then who else is golfing and and your and your boy Danny Bonaducci. wait my boy Danny Bonaducci?
1: Yeah, your your boy Danny Bonaducci.
0: So I actually do have a story about Danny Bonaducci. The dude,
1: the dude, the du- I knew you fucking would. <laughs> the <laughs> dude, baby, little
0: dude. So one of the two companies <laughs> I interned for um, in college was a TV production company that shared an office with another TV production company. So the company I worked for did not produce the show, but the head of the company that also shared the office produced the one-season reality show Breaking Bonaducci. Do you remember that show? <laughs>
1: I remember hearing of it. I didn't ever yeah, watch. Yeah, I it never watched it either, it.
0: but I remember because it, it was like, one, I was you know young enough when that came out. where I'd never heard of Danny Bondaducci before, and I'm like, that is one of the funniest names, uh, Bondaducci. Uh, you had never heard of him before? No, it was, I was like ten when the show came out. Um, yeah, but you seem to be like a pop pop. I wasn't always. I, I wasn't born. I wasn't born this way. I'm not Lady Gaga okay. as a motorcycle. Um, But, and I remember that they, because there's a poster for Breaking Bonducci, and one day I kept passing it every single day, and I went and Googled it. And apparently, it is, if you read the description of it, it makes anyone who says that like TV is at its lowest point now look like an idiot, because it is truly h- horrible yeah. what happens. Because he starts off trying to get clean, and so then he gets super into exercising to replace his drug addiction, he gets addicted to HGH and other performance enhancing drugs and then his wife ends up leaving him and he gets back into drugs. And this is this I'm going to read Is that what happened? Yeah. In like a 10 episode series. Oh god. And but though, I'm going to read the critical response um section on Wikipedia, okay? The series was both celebrated and criticized for making uh, voyeuristic entertainment of a seemingly no limit style documentation of Bonaducci's mounting and generally self-inflicted misfortunes. A review in Variety magazine said, It's hard to imagine a shower long enough to wash away the experience of simply viewing the show, much less <laughs> having pr- produced, programmed, or participated in it. <laughs> That's pretty
1: horrible. That's, like, almost as bad as, like, uh, producing the Tiger King, like, his actual show.
0: yeah i think that that's fair i think they're honestly probably equal um yeah they're on par and so keep in mind this episode was shot like a year before breaking Bonaducci. so you have to assume that danny Bonaducci was not in a good place when this episode was
1: he was going through things (laughs) the douche il Duce. no that's mussolini Um. (laughs) no uh, it could be both Another famous Italian. Yeah. Uh, all right. There's let's two move famous on. Italians: Bindi uh, Mussolini
0: and Danny Bazucci. So they're golfing, <laughs> and there's a bit that I don't like. This Sharona's thing, good. Yeah, Sharona's good. Monk wants Sharona to start with a one wood because he wants her to go in order, which is kind of stupid because it's like sometimes Monk is really inconsistent with his like you know hang-ups. Because like this seems a little uh-huh. ticky tack for him, um, but she ends up getting a. And rather than just grabbing it, I don't know why she doesn't just reach into the bag and grab it, but she ends up throwing away the one and two woods, um, so then she can just use the three wood. And then inexplicably, we jump to the 18th hole, and somehow Monk didn't have any problems for holes two through 17. What? Oh, well, because you know, when we next, the next scene we get to is when he's talking to Dexter on the green. That's the final hole. So somehow Monk... They'd oh, man, I, I don't
1: fucking know golf, so, like, I totally did not even catch there that. There are
0: 18 holes. Everyone knows that about golf.
1: I mean, I fucking hate it, though, honestly. I can't stand golf. All right.
0: Sorry. All right. Shouts to my guy, Colin Morcamo. Just won the PGA tournament. Great You know, well, pulling for your next phenom. Words um, all my I bet I bet on golf. I bet on,
1: I bet on golf this, uh, like, last weekend or something. The thing that he won. When the PGA.
0: Was that? that was two weeks ago well two weekends ago
1: yeah I bet on that and I fucking lost
0: don't bet on a sport you don't like that's dumb Um,
1: yeah I know it was a free contest but
0: anyway uh, he's talking to Dexter and he's basically he has a question that really doesn't age well where he asks like if you were in bed why did you call him with your cell phone and it's like now what else would you use Um, but I guess then he's like why don't you use your landline right
1: yeah exactly Um, I thought it was crazy when I was watching it but I'm like oh okay
0: yeah that makes sense but the douche mentioned something where he says that Dexter was in such a good mood and he's so being so generous that he took away Danny Bonaducci's car keys when he got at the party and made him stay over. That's how nice of a guy he is. Now the thing I don't believe in this story is when Danny Bonaducci said he only had a few beers. <laughs> that I'm, right. I'm a little dubious yeah. of. But Yes. And True. And so I, th- I didn't even think about that. I think that we very quickly realized, like, okay, clearly he took Danny Bannucci's car. Like, that's kind of an immediate thing. Um, y- yes. So what I love about this episode is that it technically posits that Danny Bannucci would have to, at the very least, be investigated for being an accessory to murder. Because they can't just take him at his word that he, like, took his keys. Like, they'd have to look into that. You know what? It ain't acting, baby, if you lived it. We'll get to that, but I just love the fact that this is an episode of a crime television show in which the wrap-up monologue involves the phrase Danny Bonaducci's car. <laughs> I, okay, true, but
1: also it was really funny because when I was first watching the beginning part of the episode and, you know, you see the credits, mm-hmm. um, obviously at this point I had already known that like it takes place with some Playboy-adjacent shit. <laughs> and so once I saw... You know, Danny Bonaduce thing. I was like, okay, there it is. Yeah. There it is, folks. Yeah, they're not, Somehow
0: this motherfucker's involved. Yep. Danny. Yeah, like, there's no, like, it, he obviously is, like, the perfect level celebrity <laughs> of someone that they could get, but also it's like, there is no, you need to stretch the imagination zero nanometers to imagine him hanging out with a Hugh Hefner type guy. It's like, of course, Danny Bonaducci <laughs> is a regular at the Sapphire Mission. <laughs> R- right. And I want to
1: say, like, okay, this is a funny, I mean, okay. So I want to say that he carries a certain gravitas, but I feel like that's just not the right. It is. I, mean, I know what you carries mean. Carries a certain energy. Yeah. He carries a certain energy that is just fucking perfect. Yeah. For this. Oh, episode. he's he's really
0: good. <laughs> Danny Baducci, yeah. you know, I, I appreciate all everything he's doing here. But speaking of Bonaduce, um, Monk goes over for like the mechanics, um, and you overhear them talking about how. Um, a car doesn't have a battery in it, and like it, you should, they're you know it's not important, but that becomes important. But then he basically is like he says right. to them like, "Hey, Mr. Bonaducci needs something from his car." They point to which ones Danny Bonaducci's. Monk goes and investigates and he finds a, uh, some cigar ash from what was definitely one of the Cubanos that uh, Dexter had, and then Dexter confronts him. And th- there's a scene here which is one of my favorite types of Monk scenes, where Monk just very confidently is just like. How did you do it? Like, I, I love those scenes. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're fine. Uh, you have a certain... You, yeah. I'm sure you have a lot of experience with this, so it hasn't quite reached that level. Yeah, I feel like it's really
0: been, like, two so far. But anyway, then something big happens, and I want you to explain this, because I think that this is a... This is, I think, a thing that you could either take or leave. I, I like this plot element, but I can understand why some might not.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, you know, it's just—it's another one of those things where it's kind of like, obviously, it's terrible, but it's gonna happen in, in this show because there's some way that somebody on this sh- on in the cast has some sort of relationship with the villain in the in the episode. So that's kind of like what they're playing at here. But essentially, you know, Dexter catches Monk uh, snooping around Bonaducci's ride, which is a pretty sweet ride. It is. Uh, and then he and obviously Monk is. Uh, He's very confused because he finds cigar, cigar like a uh, butt. Mm-hmm. No, cigar ashes. Yeah. And he specifically recognizes them as cigar ashes, which would you not suspect Danny Bonaduce of using those? Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah, it's for fair. another But time. apparently he
0: says they smell like the Cubans. I don't know what Monk's say. Monk has like a s- super sensitive nose. Who knows? I, I, you just have to buy it.
1: Right. Right. But, but essentially Dexter is like telling him like, you know, he shows him, he pulls out an envelope. And in this envelope – are naughty photos of Sharona from back in the day, which of course he happened to have crossed paths with her. No, it wasn't, it wasn't him. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Ac- it was that he, he said that he he came across.
0: He said that, bef- that before they came, he did research on them and that they had like she had posed for a photographer associated with Sapphire magazine. So like she was in their ah. thing. That that's what it was. Okay,
1: but either way, either way, she's somehow involved in the plot now in the, in
0: but, the plot. Sorry. But it's important to know. Where were these photos taken? And I'll give you a hint: it's the city where all salacious, regrettable photos are taken.
1: On the East Coast, uh, in uh,
0: Atlantic City. In Atlantic City,
1: New Jersey.
0: I'm so glad that uh, Atlantic City is now kind of like a shell of itself, not for the local economy, but because I'm glad that it's not, never been popular enough for me to be tempted to make him to go down there ever. I lived in, you know, I've lived in. You never been? No, never been. And I really don't have any tension. I've been. If I'm good, if I want to gamble, so close I'll tell to. i a little. I'll... Go.
1: I'll tell you you a little story. Mm -hmm. Um, So one Christmas, I was uh, in New York visiting my sister, and I was with a bunch of family. And so at some point, we spent Christmas night at my aunt's house in White Plains, New York. Mm -hmm. Um, And so around one in the morning, I was getting kind of sick, so I wasn't drinking that night. And plus, I was around a bunch of over 50-year-olds, so I wasn't going to have fun drinking with them. So they decide that they want to go to Atlantic City that night. That night of To get there morning? in the morning. Oh. Well, no. It, it ended up getting to like two or three by the time they actually deg- agreed to okay. go. So essentially, we were going to go out there um, and then just spend a couple nights there and whatever. So we take off. Or no. So they're all debating and stuff. And it turns out I have to drive. Mm-hmm. So I've never driven on the East Coast, period. Granted, it's way different driving at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever, than it is in the daytime. But essentially, I drove all the way to Atlantic City from White Plains, New York at 3 in the morning on Christmas Day, I guess, Christmas morning. Um, not sure. I can't remember how long it was, but I just remember getting there. Probably be four or five hours. Yeah, it took a long time. God damn, wow. I can't believe I did that for them. Uh, but yeah, I get to Atlantic City, and it is immediately the most depressing place I've been to outside of Reno, Nevada. Yeah.
0: See, this is why I didn't
1: want to go. wouldn't want to go. If I want to gamble outside New York, I'd go to Mohican Sun. <laughs> Dude, I had dinner one night while everybody was gambling. I had dinner at the Johnny Rockets on the boardwalk, and it was amazing.
0: So yes, um, so she took these photos in Atlantic City, <laughs> and Monk is very horrified by them. Um, and uh, you really don't see anything, obviously, um, but you're led to believe they're pretty salacious. And P.P. Dexter basically says that if they keep snooping around and keep asking questions, then he'll uh, publish them. Which I always think it is kind of weird to imagine, like, in just a, in a Playboy magazine, just seeing, like, and uh, apropos of nothing, here's random photos of a woman from, like, 12 years ago <laughs> that you've never seen before right, and you'll never right. see again. Um, but anyway yeah i thought the same thing but yeah clearly he's willing to do it because he killed someone so like he would he'd be willing to have like one page that no one cares about in his magazine um and so we then cut to uh and disher are interrogating amber about her lies and this is where disher does something that is subtle but probably his most cancelable offense where she basically is, like, saying, like, you have to believe me. I was lying about this, that, the other. And he's basically, like, in her profile, like, you lied about living on a farm. And you lied about not having a kid. And he says that sentence with right. so much venom where it's, like, go fuck yourself. Like, he is so mad at her for having a kid. It's, like, ugh, that's, like, so, I don't know. It really rubbed me the wrong way in a way that I was kind of surprised. I was, like, why is he, like, I know the answer why he's so mad about her having a kid because he's gross. But it's, like, ugh, this really made me uh, not, like, Randy.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, you're right. It's a really tough episode, and he's, like, one of my favorite characters. Oh, I I love Randy.
0: It just, like, it definitely is, like, the early 2000s Max and Magazine culture. It really makes you reflect on how bad that was. (laughs) True. Uh, Yeah, you're right. um, But, yeah, so, uh, you know, you could tell she's lying through her teeth, yada, yada, yada. Um, But, and so they, you know, Stalmine and Disher come out of the interrogation. And keep in mind, at the beginning of this whole thing, neither of them thought that this was a murder at all. But now they're like, yeah, let's go, you know, investigate Dexter some more. And Monk is like, oh, no, I think it was an accident. I think Elliot just dropped the bar. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a very bad lie. Um, but they kind of keep going on. and then Sharona knows. Yeah, Sharona pulls him aside, and she, uh, you know, asks him. And, uh, you know, he, she's trying to coax him what happened, and um, there's a bit I like where he says like that he has pictures, like compromising pictures, and sure like of you. What, what is your shirt untucked? And then she realizes, of me, and then she immediately knows what they are because you. Whereas what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in Atlantic City gets published in the pages of Sapphire Magazine. That is one hundred percent accurate. Um, and then what happens with Monk? When she, what, what's the next important question she asks Monk? Um. Well, it's important to her. I mean,
1: wait. Oh yeah, she asked him if he saw the pictures, um, which I think she knew the answer to the second she yes.
0: asked that question. And well, the second he answered with, ah. and then he says no. Yeah, I mean, and then he's like, walking away. He says yes. How?
1: Yeah, you know, like I get that it's an uncomfortable position, and I I could never. I, I can't walk in his shoes or anything, but an easy, like, uh,
0: he I saw them at a glance,
1: you know, yeah. would have sufficed. Yeah, but
0: and, and I think that she can tell when he's lying, and it would be much easier yeah. if he just... Because the fact that he is, like, trying to weasel out of it only ups that he's uncomfortable about it in a way that makes it worse, right? So, um, no, I don't think it makes it
1: worse. Actually, I think it makes it better. I think it would be worse if, like, he was uh you know I guess at right. all i guess right i mean yeah, yeah. i mean in an
0: ideal world it's not like he it's not like he
1: wanted. it's not like he wanted to, sure I, in, in an
0: ideal world you would say like you know like you know sure that doesn't matter all what matters is uh, a monk's just not capable of that however a thing, yes, i yes, yes, exactly. think i did write down about this is this is a rare instance a monk being a good boss he is willing to let a murderer go free in order to protect Sharona from the humiliation that would come from those photos being published. And so even though he doesn't offer healthcare or dental, good boss in this episode.
1: Yes, yes, true. And I also like how they mention, um I guess they collect money at the beginning of a case, too, before they solve it. Because he mentions wanting to give back the money. Yeah, to, I, they probably do with some uh, of them. The
0: assistant. Yeah, exactly. Um and uh also it it is mentioned that she did you know she supposed for those because benji was like one years old and she needed some money um and uh instead of hitting the tables and she was in and she was in jersey at the time Yeah, she was in atlantic city um and uh yeah so you you know it it happens and then there's a scene um oh wait no never mind i uh
1: so then sapphire girl
0: of the year something gets announced exactly
1: so, um and of course, your girl Amber Post, she wins. Yes. And so there's like this little this little scene or this little like side thing where you see that he like uh, you know, whispers something in her ear like, oh, he gives he gives her a Ferrari And notes, as a yes. as a prize for winning and a necklace and he like whispers in her ear, "Thank you." Uh so you know the fix is in, although we already knew that. Yeah.
0: Um and so then there's a scene that is just Honestly, I don't know. Someone in the writers' room thought this was funny, where they Monk and Sharona come into the mansion because Sharona wants a piece of Dexter. She's pissed, and there's a guy who's doing a yeah. weird dance, and they keep asking where Dexter is, and they're unsure if he's pointing because his dance involves pointing. I, I really don't know what the scene is about. <laughs> um, I was into I was into the moves though. It was, was, oh, it was good dancing.
1: This, yeah, but it wasn't like like preying on like monk being like a weirdo no anyone would be confused the guy was being weird yeah (laughs) right which which i didn't mind that's what i liked about that scene that it wasn't like monk being like a a, you know freaked out by it he was more like just interested in what the hell he was doing so
0: they end up splitting up and um monk as you know walking by the pool he's telling people no running no diving as he's wanting to do and then a woman asks uh can you take me home um which you know like I don't know if you've been on the internet in the past year. I mean, like three years, but recently, I think we, as he's gotten a beard, there's definitely been some thirst from women for Tony Shalhoub. I don't know if there was so much for in the Monk era, but you know, like I feel like if you if you're at the Sapphire Mansion, you see a guy in a suit, you probably assume he's important. So like, I really can't blame this woman for shooting her shot. You know, I saw some. I saw him in something recently.
1: Oh, okay. No, I just well, I just watched it, but I watched that horrible movie. Well, it wasn't horrible. it was like a three out of five for me. But it's called like "How Do You Know," and it's with like Paul Rudd, Reese Witherspoon, and Owen Wilson. Where Owen Wilson plays like a relief pitcher on the Washington Nationals, mm-hmm. which is only like the eighth most ridiculous thing about that movie. It's the last movie. But Jim Tony made. in it. Oh damn, that's horrible. I'm sorry. No, he's not dead. Um,
0: he's just not making movies anymore.
1: No, I think he's dead. Jim Brooks is not dead. James L. Brooks. James L.
0: Brooks is still alive.
1: I'm pretty sure he's dead, man. I'm looking it
0: up. Oh, just is baby. You know he's alive when you look up when the Wikipedia preview on Safari says James L. Brooks is a film director. Yeah, he hasn't. Uh. Yeah, because how do you know? Lost a shit ton of money, so he hasn't been able to make a movie since. Uh, but anyway.
1: Yeah, which which was shocking. But anyways, Monk was on there, and he played a psychologist, which was funny to me because of his whole thing with psychology mm-hmm. in Monk. Um, and he looks pretty good.
0: Yeah, he definitely... I, I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, Him with a goatee, like, is... there's People have said, not me, but people have said there are some daddy vibes there. Possibly some zaddy vibes. Um, if you feel that way, please uh-huh. tweet at us. Um, but anyway... And Lebanese food is amazing. Yeah, oh, that's a, without a doubt. Um, and so, yeah, then Monk has this conversation, yada, yada, yada. Um But then... Uh, um was going to say that... Sharona ends up meeting up with Amber and she basically has a heart-to-heart with her. And this scene is important for one reason because it is the first scene that I've noticed in this show that passes the Bechdel test. So, congratulations, Bong.
1: Oh, nice.
0: (laughs) Because they're talking about... Okay. Because you could say that this conversation is all about Dexter, but I would say it's not. That they're talking about like, Shirona basically is like, you know... Don't make mistakes, you know, that, uh... Like, be the, be someone that your kid would be proud of, and her, you know, she has... Amber has a daughter, so it's not a man that they're talking about. So, boom, back to that's Great. But anyway, she's basically... She's basically trying to convince her, like, to stop lying for Dexter. Um, because Shona's had right. this kind of come-to-Jesus moment about her past. Um, and, uh... Yeah, you know, it's, uh... It's... I like it, that I like it, because is taking an active role in this, as opposed to just, like, letting Monk solve her problem. Um...
1: Yeah, no, true. Right. I hadn't thought of that.
0: And then so M- monk. Yeah. So yeah, Go. So
1: yeah. So right after that, I guess we cut to like monk finding some some woman playing the mm-hmm. piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe her name is Noel. It is Noel. Right, and it, and so basically, he kind of ha- like has some game here. Like, yeah, he's like not bad at like picking mm. up on her, which is very yeah. interesting. There's
0: that, I don't know how I, I don't know if it was intentional, but there definitely is some sexual tension between the two of them um yes yes uh now i don't know if that's just because tv has trained me to see like because monkey and i was a guy in her early 50s and she's in her early 50s like if you ever see people around the same age meet each other on a tv show you're always like expecting that but he definitely is um you know he he's he's got game uh and but they're talking and basically you learn that she was sapphire girl in like the 80s and dexter's taking good care of her and you know, got he got her an apartment and she was just in Europe like promoting the magazine. Um and uh Yep. And you know, they're talking and um he's She notices he still has his wedding ring. Yeah, and she he says he's not married and he says, you know, I can't take it off since she died and she asks when that was and he says six years ago. And she does something which is and really she gives a look. Yeah, which is really annoyed me because she gives like a look like, Oh, this guy's crazy, where it's like if someone, especially the way he says it too, if someone said that, I would just feel so much empathy and sadness for them. Like, I wouldn't be like, you're a weirdo. I'd be like, oh my god, like, that's so painful. Like, even if I couldn't relate to that, it's like, you would never, if if someone said, I have not over my wife dying six years ago, you would never be like, look at this weirdo.
1: <laughs> well, no, I, there might be a slight exception here. The fact of the matter is, is he's at the Sapphire that's Mansion. True. That's true. What? So that's the only thing that could possibly make it seem like okay, that is well, true. What the hell are you doing right. here? Yeah.
0: Um. But anyway, uh, then um, Sharona snooping around, she's has the snooping posture. You know, when someone's snooping around, and she goes into a basement, which looks like it's like a cave, which is cool. Dude, honestly, I
1: was so bummed because I thought that they were gonna end up in like the grotto area of like the Playboy Mansion. you know, like that indoor like rock. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? I've seen Beverly Hills Cop too. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I thought they were gonna end up there, and it ends up being just like a working, ma- like a what do you call it, a working table?
0: Yeah, a workbench. Um, a workbench. It's basically yeah, where, he go, boy, where Dexter goes down to tinker because he's still into electronics. Um, and yeah, but he has
1: to hide it. He goes beneath the surface of the earth to do this, mm-hmm. which is sad.
0: Yep. Whereas it's exa- I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny that his public-facing persona is a guy who looks at nudie mags all day, and he has to hide the fact that he it works with his hands and makes electronics.
1: Right. It's the
0: exact opposite of a normal person. But anyway, she basically, you know, t- is talking to him, and she's not like begging or anything like that, and she's like threatening him, and he's like, you know, what are you gonna do? Like, piss off, like, you can't threaten me. Which is fair, because he did just murder someone. So, um... Right. Like, it's kind of hard to threaten someone who just murdered someone, because it's like... I don't know if you're willing to go through with your threats, but obviously I am.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just like yeah, it didn't work out for Sharona in the end, but I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't have because the fact of the matter is, if you put him in jail, fuck it. Like, at least you put him in jail. Yes. Like, what's he gonna release
0: it from beyond? Be-
1: like, from you almost
0: said beyond the jail. Ga- you almost said beyond the grave. I. Also, yeah, I almost also. Did. Yeah. Hey, El Chapo was you know uh, running his empire from prison. Gucci Mane released like six mixtapes in prison. So I think that you know you can do a lot from prison these days.
1: Now, now that I think about it, how do we feel about the fact that Playboy Mansion is supposed to be in the Bay Area?
0: Um, fine. because uh, I also get the impression that this magazine is not as successful as Playboy. Um, because okay, Playboy, so like a penthouse. what? Like, yes. It's like a penthouse. Yes, or Hustler. Um, but, uh, okay. yeah, I, I, I think that it's fine. And I was like, yeah, it is what it is. Um, Everything has got to be in the Bay Area for Monk. It's just like, it, you know. Yep. But anyway, um, then we cut to Monk is reading poetry to a group of people gathered around. And they're all crying. Sapphire means Yeah. and. Yeah. It turns out that that's the last piece of poetry that Trudy wrote for him. And they're all, like, crying and super moved by it, which I like. I like how they're not, like, who's this weirdo, that they're all actually really into it.
1: Yeah, not only that, but they just, like, uh, they don't want to
0: participate in the festivities anymore. Yeah, because someone comes in, home. like, who wants to go in the pool? And it's like, I want to go home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there's a scene. So that was nice. Then there's a scene that annoys me more than anything else in this entire episode. What ha- Really? What happens next? No, wait, I'll explain why, but what, what happens next?
1: Oh, well, basically, it cuts to, like, Sharona back at her apartment, and Benji's watching TV, and you could tell she's getting it off Stop. We, We've we already
0: have gotten past the part that annoys me. What is Benji watching? Okay. Oh, what is he watching? He's watching a Popeye the Sailor Man cartoon from the 60s.
1: Oh, yeah. Benji yeah. is a
0: 12-year-old okay. boy in 2003. Two things. One— when I was twelve, I had already been watching Monk for three years. I understand that I was a precocious child, but no fucking twelve-year-old is watching car- like old cartoons like that. Like he's like, f- I the thing I, one thing I hate about writers for TV and film is that they how old how old do they think twelve-year-olds? The, are? How do
1: the cartoons have to be? Well, no, no. How old do the cartoons? Well, no, have no, to no,
0: be? no. I'm saying that if you're twelve years old, like I'm not saying you're not still watching cartoons, but he's sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor like he's seven. It's like okay, he's all right, clearly all right. way too old for that. And two. What at, at the end of the scene, he says, "Cause it's fine, yeah, fine. He might like watching old cartoons occasionally, or whatever, when they on reruns." But the thing he says when he ends the conversation is, "Can I get back to my show?" There's no way he's calling a Popeye cartoon from the 60s. Oh, this is my show. Sure. I got to get. Like, bullshit. Like, there's no way. Like, he's watching fucking Fairly Odd Parents or, you know, whatever, whatever bullshit. SpongeBob. Like, I. Even. If, if we're going to grant that he watches cartoons and he's not me and weird and is watching CSI and Law and Order and Criminal Mind 312, fine. But he's definitely not watching Popeye the Sandman. That is so stupid. And it just go, The thing I, I hate. That writers write children like they were when they were children. Because it's like, you're 40 now. Kids have evolved. Like, anyway. That pissed okay. me off so much.
1: Uh, so, okay, so real, real quick. I watch... I Up until I was like 15 or 16, I would religiously watch Scooby-Doo episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. So... I love Scooby-Doo. So you are the counterexample to what I just said. So if anyone wants to get mad at me, keep in mind that the opposite perspective was shared. He's just not as loud, aggressive, and doesn't like to hear himself talk as much as I do. So... I wouldn't watch Popeye
1: though. That's like nineteen. That's why I asked when is the cutoff age. Because well, I yeah, but don't you they were the also they were like...
0: making Scooby Doo well into the nineties too. Like I don't, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, like uh, the when like the the baby Scooby Doo's and stuff. Yeah, right, Scooby Doo. No, uh, yes.
0: Where are you? But yeah, so Sharon is basically. what you talk about what happened because I just talked enough.
1: Yeah. So uh, she's 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 gutted about having to tell him, but essentially she starts to like kind of like. You know feel herself oh god this i can't even say this um she's trying to like feel her way into like how he feels about it right Mm. about how he would possibly feel about hearing this news so she's very vague at first and just explains like you know there's like mistakes that even mommies can make and what have you and eventually she gets into brass tacks and she just lets him know like hey at some point in my life in order to make a better life for us i took some photos that you know cannot be shared with that shouldn't be shared with the world or whatever um but that she did it all for him and he like is kind of like whatever about it at first but then he like recovers in the end and he seems pretty level-headed oh yeah about i it, like the way is, that like, benji
0: takes it nice benji takes it like a, yeah unlike his behavior sitting crisscross applesauce watching all the cartoons he at behaves like a 12 year old and like that he has a mature response yeah um and also a thing that i was thinking because like she was like people's school might be talking about it it's like i was not privy to like the super cool kids sexual conversations in middle school but people definitely were not if someone's mom appeared in like a nudie mag that would take like a few weeks to trickle into middle school like it would have to be like someone's older brother like had it and it's like hey isn't that like your friend's mom like that would have to take a little bit it wouldn't be like an immediate thing like the day after the release like yo i just got the new sapphire magazine and
1: well, listen. As a as a as a Catholic private school uh, mm. child, uh, yeah, it would absolutely get out immediately. See, so
0: this is why we have two perspectives. Um, yeah, it's weird because I feel like the fact that like Catholic school is more repressed means that like things like that are a bigger deal. Whereas like, there was a teacher in my high school who taught like uh, rhythmic pole dancing classes on the side, and she was a teacher there for like. I had her freshman year and senior year, and we didn't figure out about it until my senior year. So, like, that's what, like, it just, like, whereas I feel like in some other places, that'd be, like, one, she wouldn't even get hired. Um, But anyway.
1: It's like some Varsity Blues shit. Anyway,
0: yes, except it was, like, actual, like, based on the website that advertised it. um, It was, like, above board, not sexual stuff. Obviously, it could be used as such, but, like, um, but it is, like, Varsity Blues God, I cannot believe that's a fucking right. movie. Jesus Christ! <laughs> great, great movie. I love that. It's, movie it's so a really. Much. It is one of those movies that like is. I, I don't like. I think there's too much of an obsession with so bad it's good movies because Varsity Blues is not so bad it's good. It's not good, but it's also like great. You know what I mean? Like, it's a great movie to watch. It's yeah. so enjoy. That's why I'm, no, it's. Great. I'm much more concerned about whether something is enjoyable to watch or whether or not it's good or bad. Like good or bad is whatever, but is it enjoyable to watch? Varsity Blues absolutely is. Um, Rest in peace to the guy who played Billy Bob. Rest in peace to the guy who played Billy Bob first.
1: Yes. Rest in peace to Ving. uh, Sorry, now, what's his name? Uh, Not Ving Reigns. What am I thinking of? What's Angelina Jolie's dad? John Voigt? He's still alive. No, rest in peace to his career. Oh, right, 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 right. Good lord.
0: And Paul, I mean, Paul, also, rest in peace to Paul Walker, obviously. Completely forgot he was in that movie. Um, Oh, my God. No, okay, but, 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 mm but, but, one more thing. Uh,
1: I, I don't think there's any movie that I enjoyed the most watching as an underage child than Varsity Blues. I mean... Because I just love the... Foo- I needed all my football to be to like set to Foo Fighter songs. Absolutely. I mean, it is great. It's a great 100%. soundtrack. And
0: then, it, you know, there's a full, like, a five-minute long topless dance scene in a high school movie. 1999 was a very, very, very Ooh, different time. What a time. What a time to be alive. Um,
1: yeah. So, anyway...
0: Uh, they then, Monk and to go back to the crime scene, and um, they're, you know, Snooper, and like, Monk is really trying to figure it out. And it's important to know, I forgot to mention earlier, when Monk meets Noelle, she's playing, um, what's it called? Um, Furlies, uh, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and they, she, Monk ends up hearing that from underneath, from the floor below um, Elliot's apartment, which two things. One, if you're living in, like, a penthouse apartment, I would hope that the floors are thick enough where you can't just hear piano. That would suck if you paid all that money for a penthouse. And two, well, yep. Fur Elise is, like, the most popular song to play on piano. <laughs> like, it really could be anyone. No, obviously they go check, and sure enough, Noelle lives down there. Um, and uh, what, what does Monk discover when he's in Noelle's apartment?
1: Uh, he notices, like, some indentation marks on, uh, on the carpet. So he looks around. He tries to find like what could have caused that, um, and he finds a a set like a, la- or a, a ladder. ladder set. Is that no, what you just, call it? it's just? It's just a ladder. Just set? a, ladder. Yeah, just a, a ladder.
0: ladder. Okay. It's but it's yeah. one of those like four things. finds the thing- ladder. Um,
1: yeah. So he like lines it up, and sure enough, it's like perfect as if somebody were holding something up mm-hmm. to the ceiling. Yes. And that gets his, and that gets it ticking, and that's immediately when I knew,
0: all right, that's what it was. And Jesse Pinkman shouted from the heavens, "Magnets, bitch!" Um, I'm, you know, it's really great that the twenty first century has produced, you know some great movies, TV shows, but it has also produced two incredibly ubiquitous memes about magnets, both magnets, bitch, and magnets, how do they work? They're the two poles. One is person, like, being excited about magnets, and the other one is, like, I don't understand magnets. Um, but peop- What's magnets? Yo, the second uh, thing. Insane Clown Posse had a song called Miracles, which was about, like, everyday miracles.
1: Oh, is that the one that has, like, a bunch of existential shit? Yeah, like, like
0: about, like, a miracle of life, yada, yada, yada. And, um... One of the miracles is, like, magnets. how do they work? And then, like, either Shaggy Too Dope or Violent J, I'm not sure which one is which, says, like, and don't give me a scientist, don't, those motherfuckers lie or something like that. But anyway, magnets. how do they work? Um, I'm basically a human knowyourmeme.com at this point. But they go confront Dex, and um, they use a gambit, which I like, which is, uh, earlier in the episode, Monk is fiddling with, like, a brass statue that... Uh, dex has and when they go you know meet him the statue is on his dining room table and uh dex is like oh let me get that and he tries to get it and he can't it's like oh you glued this down here and monk is like no and monk picks it up and he puts it back down and then dex tries to get it and it doesn't work and uh yeah what did you think about this gambit because i think it's, it's very entertaining but i have a thought about it after you're done it is entertaining, but I didn't know you could turn on magnets like that. Oh, but. electromagnets! Yes, you can. That's the difference between them. that's what that's what separates okay, an electromagnet well, then... from a regular magnet. Actually, that's the whole that's the thing. Okay, that's those are my only oh, thoughts. My thought is, it's really entertaining. In real life, they would never do this. They don't need to do this. This is purely just for spectacle. Like, it's not like this proves anything. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just think it's just funny, funny to Jacob point out like a fucking dick. No, I, know, I just think it's funny to point out like they they went through all this effort just to like be like, gotcha, when I easily could just be like, hey, we found a big magnet. We know that you <laughs> have a magnet. But speaking of yeah, how he did it, um, how did he do it?
1: Yeah, so as we all, I mean, it's all been laid out during the episode, but essentially he obviously was pissed off that uh, the magazine was getting shut down. So he, uh, you know, he took Bonaduce's car.
0: The Duch, El Duce. Because
1: he couldn't take his. Yeah, he couldn't take, yeah, he couldn't take uh, his own car. So he switched out – he took out the ba- – and he needed a battery. So he used his. So that's why the car was missing a – yeah. So he used the battery in his car. That's another reason why he had to take Bonadji's car. Uh, so he went. I uh, drove over to, I guess, that girl's place. She was out of town. She was in Europe. Mm-hmm. That That's, like, the whole – that's the whole point of hearing about her apartment mm-hmm. and her being in Europe because he sent her whatever. And so as soon as, like, you know, he gave him the last chance, like, hey, are you sure you still want to do this? Yeah, he was still sure? All right, well, you're going to die now. So at that point, turn on the magnet. uh, Well, he put up the ladder. He held up the magnet to the ceiling, and the magnet, you know, obviously was pulling down,
0: and it crushed his larynx, and bam, he's dead. I think... And that's it. Just from a purely describing in one sentence perspective, using an electromagnet from the floor below to choke someone with a barbell is one of the coolest ways someone's ever been murdered on television. It is... Yeah, unreal. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, no, I was. I trust me, it was really good. It's a uh, yeah. It's obviously top three murders so far. Yeah, in my it's opinion.
0: shouts to Dex for having that ingenuity. Um, uh, but you know, he really. I think the the fact that the magnet didn't just drag down the uh, the barbell was a big problem. Because I mean, excuse me, just the bar was a big problem because that you know that monk figured knew. But anyway, um. Then there's a nice scene at the end, which is also not that nice, where Disher comes to Sharon and is like, hey, we found these, you know, Yeah. Um, and no one's going to see them. And he does something very sweet. What does he do?
1: He gives her back the photos and the negatives. No, nope. so he doesn't give it. Come on. He to doesn't give back. You. He lights them on fire.
0: Oh. Oh, he did? Yeah. He goes, Andrew Garfield's unnecessary oh, girlfriend and social network on them. Wow, no, I totally
1: missed that, I was writing it down Well, wow. And then
0: Sharon is like, did you look at them? And he like gets embarrassed and walks away Which is like, the answer to that question obviously is Well, of course I looked at them, how else would I know what they were? Which obviously, I, I get why he didn't say that But it's like, how would he know what those photos were? They're in an unmarked envelope <laughs> um, Right Because also, he, Monk yes. didn't tell him about those So like, anyway um, right. Let's just get to it, because you know we're over an hour in What do you give this episode out of ten?
1: Uh, I gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, I was giving it a seven, but I like the murder a yeah, lot. Yeah, I give it like an eight out of ten point. as
0: well because I love good murders, um, except when they're in real life. And scratch that, because I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm one of those big serial killer guys. Uh, I wish I wasn't, but like you know, a good serial killer story like pff, can't be.
1: Well, it sounds like you're in for good fun next week.
0: Mm, yes, I'm glad you said that. But we'll get to it because I first. This is not the part of the show where I say whatever the name of the episode is. Uh, this is the part where I, I, I know, say I'm know, kidding. I know. But you said it right now, so I had to say I it. Know. Uh, this is uh, follow the show at Strictly Monk and follow me at the Jake Christie where can people follow you? At Andre Barrera. But more important than all that, I'm gonna skip to all the stuff about sharing the show. You you know, if you haven't shared the show yet, you're not gonna do it, fine. If you, personally I could live with myself if I did that, but fine, if if that's the way that you are, it's fine. Um, but more important than that, tune in next week as we talk about Mr. Monk and the twelfth man.
1: We got a serial killer or a spree killer on our hands. Let's get monkey.